Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance, and today we're talking some Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. And I can't talk about Power Rangers without my buddy, my guy, Z, aka Zion. Welcome back, dude. Hey, Lance. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited about this. I don't have to tell you, you know how much I love the Power Rangers series and this crossover that we're doing. It's just great. This is easily one of my favorite modern comic books, period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. It's it's in my top for sure. It's pure nostalgia. If you are a 80s, 90s kid and you are a fan of Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers, this was perfection i re i reread this over and over again and even the reread to to talk about this podcast there's just so many moments and i was like yes i'm still mm-hmm. cheering about it it's yeah. great there's just the pages you could just stare at them for so long because they're just beautiful yes yes so many um panels like full page panels of different things that happen and uh well, I'll start it off right away. Our guy, Dan Mora, that he, we've talked about his art over and over back and forth with our texts and our tweets. And man, this this, this, whole, this whole run was great. Well, Dan Mora didn't do the art. <laughs> Dan Mora did the covers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So so Dan Mora, a phenomenal artist. I continue, We both continue to champion this guy in his incredible style. He did all of the A covers for this entire run. And then we also have Goni Montez, who did the helmet variant. So it shows the turtles holding the different color Ranger helmets for each issue. And if you listen to the, our previous Power Ranger episode, you heard about the story of Zion and I hunting down <laughs> our our favorite Ranger helmets being held by our favorite turtles, yes. which which was a journey in and of itself. But yes. I, I was finally able to find that green Ranger helmet held by Raph. <laughs> I was going to bring that up as well. That was such a great moment. Yeah, and then you got your you got your Donnie holding a white ranger helmet yes. right yep. yes uh my favorite turtle holding my favorite ranger helmet the artist that does the interiors for the series is the incredible simone de mayo he is uh, oh my gosh there's so many cool like techniques i would say that are used in the series like when the rangers are morphing demorphing how their helmets disappear the way that yes. it's shown is so cool i i agree that's one of my notes here where we always watch them in the show hold the helmet, but here when they're talking to each other in a back alleyway or something, and you just have the streaks of their colors right past their hair, mm-hmm. right past their head, so you know that they just demorphed that part of the helmet was great. Yeah, and of course the phenomenal, talented writer Ryan Parrott uh, pens this entire series. Ryan Parrott is also the writer for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for quite a while now. Kyle Higgins initially started the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers run by Boom, and then Ryan Parrott took it over and has since been continuing on that series. He was also the one penning both Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers when the titles split. And then now recently, rather than doing both runs, Parrot has now continued to work. I believe he's continuing to write Power Rangers and a different 
writer is taking over the Mighty Morphin mm-hmm. series. We're not worthy. <laughs> right. He's incredible. And then also the rest of the uh, people working on this comic, Letters by Ed Dukeshire. Again, we already said covers by Dan Mora. And it's just such a great team. Colors by Walter Biamonte. The colors like make, honestly, the art is incredible. The colors just do so much to elevate the art. Oh, man. Just everything about how they made these worlds pop after fusing them together. And there's no there's no questioning who's saying what, even in the cutscenes. It was just, I keep going back to it. Yeah, it's it's definitely a series that you can just reread because it's so much fun. Now, we've talked about the people associated with this series, but we got to point out, this isn't a normal episode. Once again, we come back to, this is the second ever episode we've done of Crisis on Infinite Crossovers. So, you know, I have to hit that stinger that my buddies from the Goon Platoon helped me make. Hit it! Crisis. 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 On Infinite Crossovers. Just like every episode of Crisis on Infinite Crossovers, it is all about honoring the legacy of George Perez. Now, George did not have a hand in writing or illustrating the story, But he is the king of crossovers, and we continue to uh, promote his greatness and just want to share the love that he puts in all of his work out into the world. So again, as always, thank you, Mr. Perez, for being incredible. Yes, we we wouldn't have a lot of our childhood, nostalgic, iconic landmark moments and characters without Mr. George Perez. So all the best. Um, all the prayers and well wishes to George Perez and his family. Absolutely. Now, on that note, let's get into some serious fun with this crossover. I can't wait. Of course, we're going to start out in the city of what? Where are the Power Rangers located, Z? Let's go to Angel Grove real quick. Yeah, and they're fighting the Apocalyptopus because, you know, you got to have Finster making creatures with some funny pun names. And uh, you don't want to go for the tentacles because they just regenerate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, they battle this monster. They defeat it. And then we jump to New York City where we got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Before they defeat it, I got to say, they they opened up and they defeated it with the Power Blaster. And I got to say, you have your own little uh, shout out in the panels there. They called Power Lance. Yep, the power lance. Uh huh. Oh, Billy, my boy. So back in New York City, we have TMNT. They're fighting up against the foot, and I appreciate the fact that all of their bandanas are different. Yes. In this design, and yep. they finally didn't give Raph the do rag. Yeah, they gave it to Leo. Yeah, he Which has like nice. a yeah. They give he has like a half do rag on. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But I really like Raph's bandana in this this uh, comic run. It's so cool. How much are we gonna nerd about how they design the art and the intentional details to their different character costumes and all that? 
uh, we're probably going to talk about it a lot. And there's also we're also going to post about it a lot on our social media because there's so many incredible panels in this entire story. Yep, I was uh, I, I had a couple that I wanted to send you as well. So just just be ready for me to spam you after this recording. Of course. Now, in this, of course, the turtles are going to be kind of trash talking the foot and they also have conversations between themselves the entire time and this time they're talking about what like what would the best thing about being human be like and they're talking about you know extra fingers and and all this stuff right (laughs) and and raf is like i don't want to be human i like being who i am and mikey points out the fact or no it's donnie 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 points out the fact that Raph wears the most clothes out of any of them. <laughs> Throwback. He's got the trench coat and the hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we go back to that original TMNT movie from the 90s. Raph is always wearing the most human clothes out of any of them. <laughs> That's a common thing throughout this run is there's so many callbacks to different things from the TMNT movies or earlier seasons of Power Rangers. There's Easter eggs galore for those fans, but it's still a great story. Even if you don't know about those things. Oh yeah. Of course we have this battle between the turtles and the foot, except there is one foot member that isn't wearing a mask and is able to get the drop on Raph. Yeah. Uh, I like how after the fight, Donnie and Mikey go, Hey, what you want to nickname the ninja that just Shoryuken Raph? <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's callouts galore in this entire series for all like mainstream media. I'll say so, yes. like pop culture. It's it's incredible, and we find out that this ranger or this uh, foot clan member that was able to get the drop on Raph. You find out that it's actually Tommy. Yeah, one of the Power Rangers. And he has, for some reason, we don't know yet, but has kind of joined up with the foot. I'll say when before the reveal, I thought it was Karai. And then this person that we don't know yet refers to someone else as Master Karai. And I'm like, hold on. What's going on now? You you thought you thought Tommy was so pretty. He was a woman. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That hair was flowing in his first. And as far as the little panel there, it was flowing, <laughs> but of course, so they have this fight and then the foot are about to escape. And so Tommy legitimately says clan on me now. And then he says, Ninja vanish, which is a direct callback to it's, it's to secret of the ooze, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. And so after the foot clan are able to get this ooze canister, they do Ninja vanish and then they just disappear. <laughs> and I absolutely love the fact that Mikey points out that se- and he says, did that dude just say Ninja Vanish? Aren't they supposed to just do it? <laughs> that was a that was a, a pop moment at right at the top too. I, I wrote that down myself. I was like, Mikey would. <laughs> he a hundred percent would. We return to Angel Grove where the Rangers are tired after their battle. Trini's complaining about kind of the troubles of joining up, like being a Power Ranger and just constantly having this pressure on them and she's exhausted and it shows. And because teachers and everyone else doesn't know about it or the parents don't, they just kind of think that they're just tired all the time, lazy, all these things. When in reality, they're saving the world. I I always wondered that as a kid, you're in high school and you're saving the world. 
are are you are you tired? Yeah. I'm glad that they pointed out their humanity in this one. Mm-hmm. We learn that Tommy hasn't been able to be found in two weeks by Zordon because Tommy hasn't been morphing, which gives off that energy signal. So they're not able to track him. We see Tommy and Karai interacting with one another. Tommy's all about trying to become an elite foot to kind of show that he is all in. And so he's been sent by Karai to go find this particular uh, technology. And of course, waiting for him at this place after he's able to snag it are the turtles. Yep. Uh, can we talk about how they were giving him Olympic style judging scores? Yes. About his entrance, about his landing, <laughs> about his uh, knowledge of what the security systems are. They always have some sort of banter between them. And it's, it's great how relaxed they are. <laughs> It, they are just superheroes on chill all the time. Yes. Yes. Uh, minus Raph. Minus Raph. <laughs> there is no chill. No, no chill. The turtles jump in to stop this foot member from stealing this important piece of technology. And as soon as they say cowabunga, they hear something quite dangerous <sighs> for them. And what would that be, Z? This panel, he goes, Dragonzord. And it just turns green and you just see shadows. And it's my f- the first time they do a full panel, a full pager of Tommy as the Green Ranger. All this energy, light beams coming off of him and everything. I love the fact that you can legitimately see the green color popping off of the turtles, too. Yes. Yes. It, it's so cool. And the just an iconic pose from the Green Ranger as well. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's his... Come try me, Pose. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, of course, we get to see uh, Tommy face off against the Turtles. And we, th- like, they're going back and forth. And now, of course, because Tommy has morphed, Zordon is able to lock on his location and actually sends the other Power Rangers to their location. Yeah. And he Tommy gets accused of calling for backup out of nowhere. And they're having this back and forth with the Rangers. Uh, he didn't know. They Jordan just wanted to make sure Tommy was okay. Yeah. I I really like the fact that Tommy thinks that the turtles are monsters. Yes. And so do the rest of the Rangers. They show up and they're just like, wow, Rita is kind of making her monsters a little bit, or Finster's making their monsters a little bit smarter than normal. Yes. They're actually able to have conversations. Yeah. And the turtles are just like, ouch, monsters. Are you serious? <laughs> And I also like the fact that Billy calls them tortoises because tortoises are land-based. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I clocked that one too, where uh, are these some sort of tortoise monsters or something that Billy says? I'm like, hmm, always a smart one, Billy. So as soon as they show up, now we get to have the actual matchups. So yes. we get to see Leo versus Jason. So the sword against sword, we get to see the brains go up against each other with Billy and my, and Billy and Donnie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with the matchup, you get this full pager where on the left side, you've got the the turtles going yelling their th- their turtle power, and you got the uh, mighty Morphin Power Rangers going go go Power Rangers on the other side, and that that in itself could be a, its own wallpaper. That's all I needed from from this comic. <laughs> <laughs> it could have ended right there, and yeah, you're good to go. And I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what I saw was I noticed some of the conversations where. You have Leo, uh, Leonardo versus Jason, and they're, they're matched up with their swords. And I think it's Leo who tells Jason, hey, my sword. 
<laughs> and then you've got Donnie and Billy always being the tech dudes, always being intellectual. And you've got Donnie asking, hey, so that green one, how does he play a flute through a metal faceplate? Oh, it's so <laughs> funny. It's so good. I also like the fact that Billy is really invested in the turtles or no it's donnie that's really invested donnie. in the origin of the rangers because they're not sure are they aliens are they mutants under there like what's going on yes he's trying to ask about the origin of his powers and they're like they're, they're fighting but also teaching each other and learning from each other yeah and then we get to see zach against mikey and they're kind of the fun cool guys and they're just going back and forth against one another mikey asks zach why are you working with a shredder and zach goes what's a shredder Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, while everything else is going on, Kim confronts Tommy and says, what the heck are you doing in New York? Why haven't you been contacting us? What's going on? And Tommy doesn't want to divulge the information yet. And so she's like, fine, whatever. Go off, do your thing. When Raph comes in and is about to start up his rematch with the Green Ranger. Yep. And then out of nowhere, we get to see Kim and Trini just wreck Raph for a second. Trini's entrance, Kim goes, go, we've we've got him from here. And Raph is like, we, your boyfriend is leaving. And Trini just comes in. She's not talking about him, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, it's so good. I love Trini. She has, yes. re- like, reading Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and, and uh, just kind of going through the Power Ranger storyline with her as an Omega Ranger as well. Yes. She is so great. She's so good. There, there's so much depth that they they didn't get to explore in the in the TV shows. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. While this whole battle is going on, the end of this issue shows Shredder and Karai observing the battle from another rooftop. And you actually learn that Shredder knows Tommy's real name and the fact that he is a Power Ranger. That That's the cliffhanger you're left on. It's like a, oh no, why is... Why'd he let Tommy in if he already knew? Yeah. Shredder has some plans. Yeah. What, what, what you got, Shredder? What you doing? So now we move on to issue two. The battle between the Rangers and the Turtles continues. It opens up on the weapons clashing with each other. So you've got, uh, you've got the power axe against the staff. You've got the uh, power daggers against the size. You, you just have all of these close-up shots of the different we- ranger weapons clashing with the ninja turtle weapons and they're having conversation while they're fighting. Yeah. I found it pretty interesting. One thing that I, I really liked was the fact that Donnie mentions, Oh, is your boy going evil again? So he knew that at one point the green ranger was evil. Yes. I was going to, I was going to ask you if you saw, if you caught that same thing, you're sure him to go evil on you again. And I forget who asked, but they go, you know about that? And another another turtle goes, oh, Donnie's a fan. Yeah, he's like, he's a fan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you also learn that Donnie listens to Ranger Station, which is the podcast about the Power Rangers hosted by Bulk and Skull. Bulk and Skull, yep. I love it so much. So during this fight, we actually have April O'Neil and the Channel 6 crew show up in helicopter to actually tell the story of the Rangers versus the Turtles which is a great way to bring her in. And they're, they're just looking up, well, I, if, we're, if we're on the same side, you might want to get away from that helicopter because we're going to be exposed. Let's go figure this out elsewhere. Yeah, so the Turtles and Rangers finally stop fighting and they decide to actually talk about what in the world is actually going on. Yeah. 
jump over to the villain side. We are now entering the Technodrome. Yes. And where Shredder is has all of his foot and foot elite along with Karai talking about how they're going to kind of, of course, you know, defeat the turtles, take over the city, take over the world, do as they do. We then jump back over to the turtles and rangers having conversation. And Zordon actually tells the rangers to trust the turtles and tell them their true identity. Which is from day of the dumpster, from day one, something Zordon told them to protect, protect their identity. No one should know you're a Power Ranger. Right. But Zordon apparently knew enough about the turtles that they were trustworthy enough in order to reveal their identities and work together. One thing that was hilarious was the fact that after they reveal their identity and they see that they're just human, Donnie says, they're just regular people. Whereas Mikey replies, I don't know, two or above average. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, they never say which two. Yes. But we, you can speculate. Let's debate that for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who was Mikey talking about? Who were, who were the two that he was talking about? I think you and I would agree at least Tommy. At least, Of course, at least Tommy. <laughs> we get to see Zach. He's the one that actually notices Splinter in the corner. So he says, we're just going to ignore the giant rat sitting in the corner. And of course, we get to learn a little bit about kind of what's going on in the sewers, how they're kind of taking care of the city. And of course, it then jumps over back to our villains and there's some training going on. And you actually find out that Tommy is there to save his friend Tyler, who has joined the foot. Yes, Uh, this was an interesting reveal because we up until this point, the whole first first and half of the second issue we're wondering like why would tommy join up with the evil guys again i i was kind of siding with with mikey is he going evil again yeah and then now you know he has some sort of noble cause why he's why he's with the foot yeah because you you find out that tommy and tyler were actually childhood friends they were in a an orphanage together And Tommy was actually adopted, but Tyler was left in the orphanage. And so he feels like he was left behind by Tommy. Yes. Yes. And uh, Tommy's trying to convince Tyler that it's not like that. Exactly. There is a twist right here because rather than Tommy being able to convince Tyler to come with him, Tyler actually betrays Tommy and electrocutes him and knocks him out. And that's basically Tyler's offering to Shredder to show his like trustworthiness within the foot. Yeah, and hopefully join the elite side of the Foot Clan and not just the um, regular side. Because even Shredder goes, cool, I accept your offering. He doesn't say cool. He says, I accept your offering. We jump over and see that Kim and April are working together, trying to get some info on what the heck is going on in the city. We have Donnie and Billy talking about Metalhead. They kind of just go back and forth, just talking all these tech things. Donnie's clearly trying to impress Billy because he talks about having all these different things like a rocket-powered skateboard. They have a blimp. And he also mentions a miniaturizing ray that can actually make things larger or smaller, which will come into play later. Foreshadow question mark? 100%. (laughs) And then... And then Billy offers basically to have Donnie come out and check out the Megazord at some time. And Donnie is a massive fan of that idea. Donnie flips. He goes, are you for real? (laughs) (laughs) And while Donnie and Billy are kind of talking tech, we have the Ranger remaining Ranger. So we have Jason 
uh, Trini and Zach, along with Raph, Leo, and Mikey, go off to this foot hideout to kind of break in and see really what's going on. They start taking out the foot left and right, and then they actually get Leo and Jason kicked at the same time by Karai. Yes. Which immediately Jason and Leo start to talk about which fighting techniques would be best to use against Karai. And then <laughs> Trini just straight up throws like a pot or a cup or something at Karai's <laughs> head, knocks around. It's like, just hit her in the head, guys. Don't overthink it. <laughs> Once again, proving why Trini is one of the best rangers of all time. Yes. We jump over and Tommy is actually held within a cage with Shredder on the outside. Tommy tries to break out he tr- and he morphs. So he calls out Dragon Zord. He morphs and immediately is hit with this blast from a machine that demorphs him and knocks him out again, which then leaves the morpher there on the ground for Shredder to pick up. And Shredder with his uh, sinister, just sinister self, picks up the, the morpher and goes, thanks for the demonstration. Yeah, that's not a good sign. And you know it's all bad. Yeah, that's not good. Jump up to the moon, and we have Rita Repulsa and her goon squad, basically, talking about, well, Rita feels like there's a disturbance. and She's like, someone has my power coin. Something's wrong. We need to go and figure this out. So which she teleports herself, Goldar, Squat, Babu, Finster, to the Technodrome, where Shredder is where they are immediately met by Bebop and Rocksteady. Yes. (laughs) Which they both look phenomenal as well. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it was Squatter Babu, don't anger the guys with the guns. Seriously. (laughs) And then Squat even leans over and is like, these guys are even uglier than we are. (laughs) I I love the fact. So they show up and Shredder immediately knows who Rita is. Yes. And he gets this information because he has a connection to Dimension X. There's some allies that they are very secretive of the entire series. And they keep mentioning these allies, but who are they? Yeah. And basically, Shredder's like saying, I have big allies in Dimension X. They've told me all this information. And immediately, Rita's like, yeah, whatever. Good stuff. Give me the power coin right now because it's not yours and you're going to corrupt it. Yes. And I love the fact that someone that's so corrupted is like, you're going to corrupt you're gonna mess my up power my coin. coin. Right. <laughs> and that's obviously because in the in comics and in the show, Rita is the one that created the green power coin or the dragon power coin. It was meant to go up against the other rangers. Yes. Yes. And instead of handing it over, Shredder decides to, uh, to morph. Dragon Zord. And become one of the coolest looking oh my rangers of all time. His his arm knives. I don't know what you call that piece of battle armor. Every piece of armor just like turns gold. He's got his green and uh, his purple look, but fused with the green ranger outfit. The morpher is on a sash around his waist. Oh, man. Great design. Great design if, work. If, if you could like dream up the perfect combination of the Green Ranger and Shredder, it, it's still not as good as what we actually got in this comic. Yes. Yes. It's perfection. And that's how issue two ends. You, just a full panel of a morph Shredder looking so cool. <laughs> and 
Zion and I are lucky enough to actually own the Lightning Collection figure of this morphed Shredder. They just came in within the last two or three weeks, I would say. Yeah, and they look so good. My brother, who's not the biggest nerd, but is a fan of Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, loved it. Uh, shout out to a childhood homie, Dennis. He was uh, he was at the house yesterday, and I showed him, and we geeked out about it. Just this design in 3D is something else. It's, it's unbelievable. Yes. Oh, it's great. And Chapter 3, Issue 3, just starts out in the exact same situation, except now we're getting Rita Repulsa versus, versus Shredder. Morphed Shredder. <laughs> this is like dream imagining as a child like i want to see the bad guy from ninja turtles go up against the bad guy from power rangers that would be so cool yeah that's something i never thought i'd say and it's something i never knew i wanted until i saw it on on the pages of this comic i love the fact that rita is just saying you fool you've corrupted the dragon power coin and shredder's reply is i merely bent it to my will as i do all things. What? Oh. <laughs> what a baddie. <laughs> it's so good. And, and this panel, it's a full page yes. of them fighting. There's lightning. There's magic. It is epic. And we always, wa- I always wondered how it would feel like morphed and what kind of abilities. I love Shredder's quote here. The speed, the strength, the raw power. It's intoxicating. My senses are like razor. My muscles are like steel. The world slows, yet I do not. Like, he was already this great hand-to-hand. He is a living weapon. And then you give him morphing powers? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you, you just connected him to the morphing grid where he just has access to incredible power where it's taken Billy who knew no martial arts before and turned him into just a beast on the battlefield. Now you give that to someone that has like centuries worth of knowledge in combat. He has more knowledge that he can teach to entire foot clan and you're going to give him morphing powers. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Now we get to see some minions versus minions with Goldar versus Rocksteady, which is such a good matchup. And oh, so cool. I love it. Uh, before Goldar jumps in, Bebop and Rocksteady are, are cornering the other goons. And Goldar, Goldar just comes in, swing in, and he's like, you guys are pathetic, essentially. <laughs> you yeah. cower, and I just go over here and do all... I'm the muscle, essentially. Yeah, Goldar is definitely the fighter out of that bunch. I don't think <laughs> Finster is taking on Bebop. No, no. <laughs> so, obviously, we get this fight between Rita and Shredder, but Shredder mentions that his allies in Dimension X believe that he and Rita could do incredible things together. Which leads Rita to actually call a temporary truce in order to defeat their shared enemies of the Rangers and Turtles. That's already pretty uh, discouraging. You already have Rita, who we know is a space witch that can almost level a city if she wanted to. You got Shredder, who's constantly wrecking havoc on New York. And then they team up. And you know it's just all bad from there. Yeah. 
it's a good thing that turtles and rangers got along after a second because they needed each other. Yeah, I'm glad they figured out their differences. I'm glad they figured they were on the same side. Yeah. We jump forward. We get to see a conversation between Tyler and Tommy. And this is where you find out about their backstory, which we've already talked about. Then we jump down into the sewers where they're all sharing a pizza. Yep. And there's a little conversation I I liked here between Billy and Manchester Splinter. Billy goes, so did the mutagen turn you from a rat to a person? Or a person into a rat. And Splinter goes, exactly. <laughs> and Billy's like, right. <laughs> which is which is true, though, because in the IDW comic book series, we learn about the true origin or this newer origin of of the Turtles and Master Splinter. We, we talked about it in our, in our TMNT episode before, but basically this new series talked about there being this reincarnation from their past lives they became they were reborn as turtles and splinter and a rat then they had the mutagen the ooze fall on them they were able to transform and that's what led them to be able to go up against Orokusaki or shredder in order to kind of avenge their their past misfortunes (laughs) (laughs) i would say misfortunes yeah and so that's kind of like where it plays through because yes they were rap but they were people before it, it's this really interesting storyline i i love the idw series it, it it is such a good read and a quick read the issues fly because so much is happening i strongly recommend reading the teenage Mutant industrial idw run because wow it's so good and i would say even uh this line hits because even if you didn't read the idw run then you know the original origin where the mutagen turned the little turtles and the little rat into people or into this anthropomorphic version of themselves. Yeah. So I'm glad that they referenced both. Zordon senses an energy surge. And so he and Alpha send the Rangers to who they think is Tommy, who has recently morphed, but they actually find out that it is none other than Shredder. Yes, Tommy, what are you doing? And then he turns around and it's... Not Tommy. Yeah, it's it's not good at this point because immediately uh, Kim and Trini are the ones that see him first. And they, they are also hit with the same blast that Shredder hit Tommy. And so they demorph. Then the other Rangers show up to help out. They're hit with the same blast. And it's not just the fact that they're demorphed, but something more insidious is going on. Yeah. They, they they can't morph and there's it just something's wrong. Yeah, they, they try to morph again and nothing's happening. They they don't have their connection to the morphing grid. It, it, this basically leads to, hey, we have a morphed shredder here. We need to run away. And so they try and retreat while shredder blocks the rangers from morphing sentence. I never thought I'd say. Zordon and Alpha contact the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yes, it's so good. Because they they are like, oh man, these teenagers with attitude need some backup. Yep. But funny enough, the Turtles aren't the ones to show up first. The backup. <laughs> I freaking love Casey Jones. He jumps in and he he helps the, the Rangers escape and says something like, I was closer than the Turtles were. But... Even in my rereads, I forget that Casey jumps in at this point. I'm just like, oh no, what are the Rangers going to do? 
and you just see that goalie mask, and I flip out every time. It's so good. And then, of course, he smacks Shredder and actually sends him kind of flying Yeah. after he hits him with the, the cricket bat, which is a direct tie-in to him showing up in the T- TMNT movie, movie where he also hits Raph with a cricket bat. Yes. How strong is Casey that he can send a morphed Shredder flying just by smacking him with his cricket bat? bracket <laughs> he's raised on the streets and he plays hockey like he's strong I'll, I'll take it i i love it it's amazing oh yeah it's totally believe i i didn't have to suspend this belief that casey can actually knock back a, a morph shredder yeah now as the rangers are now trying to escape shredder basically says that if the, he does not have their power coins by sunrise he's going to kill tommy Now that the Rangers aren't able to morph, Shredder contacts Rita and tells her that she can proceed, which then leads to her releasing a new monster called Wildfire into Times Square. That's right. I do have to give it to Finster. This Wildfire character looked really, really cool. It's epic. I like the design of Wildfire. So cool. And while the Rangers and Casey Jones are sitting inside of the command center because they were able to be uh, teleported away. Eventually the turtles have also arrived at the command center. Now, because the Rangers can't morph, Billy suggests something and he says, I may have a rather radical suggestion, which then ends the issue with the Ninja turtles and April holding the morphers and, and Mikey asking the question. So do we get to pick our own colors? (laughs) i when this issue came out and i read this page i was so impatient about getting the next issue because i knew we were on the cusp of getting ninja turtle power rangers Rangers. yes yes we had to wait how many weeks for for that to come out and just come out already (laughs) yeah it was rough because they had pre-released the images of what they were going to look like and you could look up the future covers and so you saw it and you're just like oh my gosh i need this in my life right now yes yes and just uh the look i want to shout out the look into in donnie's eyes the emotion in his eyes when he was like is this what is billy actually gonna is he thinking what i'm thinking yeah you, (laughs) you can tell like donnie is like oh my gosh I, I get to be what I've been a fan of. And so that's kind of putting us in that position of like, I've always wanted to be able to morph into a ranger. I know you have too. Yes. And yes. now they get the chance to do it. I was so stoked for, for this moment and I couldn't wait for, for this next issue to come out. Yes. And I think of all the note taking I did for the podcast, issue four had the most amount of notes that I was talking about. Cause just almost every page turn i was like oh my gosh and this happened (laughs) yeah there's a lot going on so let's dive right into issue four now we have wildfire terrorizing Times square and the rangers and april get teleported uh, or i guess at this point the turtles and april get teleported and mikey of course asks if they have all of their limbs and tony basically says you don't have to ask that every time And Mikey says, safety first. (laughs) Mikey then says, Leo, you have to say it. And we have to do the posing and everything. 
And Donnie goes, come on, when are we going to do this again? Which then Leo starts, it's morphin' time. And we get to see this incredible full page of each one of them saying the name of their Zord and then saying Turtle Rangers with an iconic morphed Turtle Ranger pose lineup. And they absolutely crushed these Ninja Turtle designs, these Turtle Ranger designs. I paused on that panel. I I just savored that, that whole image of them just sitting or standing there morphed and how they turned turtles into into the rangers love it loved all of it it's so good and of course so leo is of course blue raf is of course red we have april who's pink but of course we don't have an orange ranger so mikey is yellow and donnie who's normally purple is black ranger which I love. It's so cool too because in the original, like the Japanese, the the Sentai version of Power Rangers, the Yellow Ranger was male. And so by doing this, they have returned the Yellow Ranger to being male with Mikey. Yes. For for those of you who don't know why Trini never wore a skirt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because that was a guy. (laughs) And I strongly suggest if you haven't read this, you need to read this series. I'm if you haven't read this, I'm shocked you're even listening to this <laughs> this podcast, honestly. If you haven't read it, at least go through and w- look at the art. Look at these panels because so far we've covered a full panel of the Turtles versus a morphed set of Power Rangers. We have uh, a morphed Tommy just in his green greatness, a morphed Shredder, and now the morphed Turtle Rangers. Come on. It's so much greatness. So much fun. And it's so cool because all of their weapons have kind of merged together with like what their normal weapons are as turtles have now kind of merged into the weapons that the Rangers have. Yeah. And so what you would normally have, like the power Lance with Billy has now kind of, it is split into two. And so it's still kind of working as the, the twin katanas for Leo. You get to see the, the daggers on the end of the nunchucks for Mikey, it's just really cool to see how they combine them. So I strongly recommend looking those up as well. Mikey's little banter, he goes, yeah, my Chuck's got daggers on them now. <laughs> or do her daggers, did her her daggers turn into Chuck's? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either way, it's amazing. Now, after we see those these turtles morph into their turtle ranger forms, it then jumps back down into the sewers and Splinter starts to have a conversation with the Rangers because obviously the Power Rangers still want to be able to help, but they don't have their morphed powers. And Splinter kind of goes into the perfect master uh, conversation, like uplifting them and mentoring them. And so he says, You are not Rangers because of your morphers. You have your morphers because inside you are all Rangers adaptability, camaraderie, trust, and focus. These things can never be taken, and they will forge you in the warriors you already are. That hit me to my soul. I was like, this defined me as a child, and this now defines me as an adult. I love love that camaraderie, loyalty. (laughs) It's so good because now Zordon has kind of taken the mentorship role for the Turtles, and it's swapped. And so now you have Splinter, who's kind of mentoring these rangers. 
who, while he's giving this conversation, he's providing them with these ninja weapons and this gear. And the next scene you see is the Rangers in these really cool. I don't know how they got these costumes already because they have like their power coins on T-shirts that they wear underneath their color coordinated ninja gear. But they have now become Ninja Rangers, which is also like that's in the storyline, too. You get Ninja Rangers in Mighty Morphin later on. So this is kind of like a prequel to that. And, and so it goes along with everything. And of course you have Casey who is going to run with these unmorphed Rangers to go and find Tommy in the Technodrome. Man, that that's another panel that I love where you just see these teenagers who don't have any powers, but they're, they're going to, they're still going to fight. They have, they have that, that heart of what it means to be a Ranger. It's not the power that makes you a Ranger, right? Yeah, of course. And uh, Splendor says this great thing to the Ninja Raiders. Let the shadows be your guide. Let a strength, a self and secrecy are your greatest allies. Find, Go find your friend. Go find Tommy. And most importantly, protect one another. And I'm like, oh, that's the that's a, a core lesson that the Turtles held as well for how much they backed each other up. Mm-hmm. Let, always protect one another. We jump over to the turtle rangers in action for the first time in their new suits going up against wildfire kim or april i should say is just going off with her bow and basically saying i've never shot a bow before but i'm like robin hood right now that was great because i guess the powers the the pterodactyl powers make you a great archer yeah it's the same way like billy wasn't a fighter but he was able to do serious damage once he had the powers and it's really cool here because Raph realizes that the putties aren't human. And so he says they can finally cut loose for a change. And so you know that they've just been holding back against the foot this whole time. And now they can just wreck shop and they have Power Ranger powers. Yes, they can just go crazy. <laughs> and and it makes for some awesome panels. Yes. We jump yes. down back into the sewers and Casey is uh, in the turtle van with the other rangers heading towards the technodrome. And you actually learn that Billy had planted a tracking device on Shredder during their last encounter. He he did that, you know, just in case, he yeah. says. Yeah. And then I love the fact that Trini notices that there's a plunger cannon and Zach immediately wants to use it. And they're like, <laughs> we got to find a reason to use that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they they arrive at the Technodrome and we jump inside and a non-mutant version of yes. Baxter Stockman is doing these experiments on on Tommy. and Or he's like taking his blood. He's talking about getting bone marrow and spinal fluid just to test a few things before Tommy's ultimate demise. Yeah. And, and so I was trying to figure out if he had done any of those things yet or if he was just saying he was going to because – uh, online there was a theory about like because potentially we're going to talk about what might lead to a sequel series and if Stockman was able to take some of Tommy's DNA there's a potential interesting thing that might happen in the mm. sequel which which I want to bring up late uh, once we get to the end of this the unmorphed Power Rangers along with Casey Jones show up they find Tommy they break him out and they're on their way and of course they start to fight against the foot because they're trying to stop them from leaving the Technodrome. We jump back over to Times Square, where the Turtle Rangers are just really trying to 
take out Wildfire. And so they decide to put together the Power Blaster and absolutely demolish <laughs> this monster. And this is a, a good panel where you get a close-up of all of the different uh, Turtle Ranger weapons. So Donnie's uh, staff is the Power Staff, but it has the the Power Axe end to it. Uh, you have the Power Chucks, the Power Blades, and the Power Psy, along with uh, April's Power Bow. It, it's just so cool to watch this team put together their own version of the Power Blaster. And... Just how our our five heroes, the, the Power Rangers, yell Power Rangers when they shoot the Power Blaster. Did you catch what the Turtles said when they shot the Power, the power Blaster? Turtle Rangers. Cowabunga. <laughs> oh, yeah. They say Turtle Rangers and then they say Cowabunga. Yes. <laughs> and then actually the crowd claps for them, which is new. And they're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. These people usually uh, are running the other way. Mm-hmm. As the unmorphed rangers are trying to get out of the Technodrome, they are confronted by a new creation from Baxter Stockman, which are these, let's see, what was the actual name of them? They are. The they were pu- the Putty Soldier Elite. Yeah, so the Putty Soldier Elite. And so they actually took like parts of the putty and put them onto people. And yeah, so they made like mutant putty people who yep. apparently were mindless because... They started also attacking the other foot. Uh, yeah, one of them actually uh, turns on Tyler, uh, which causes Tommy to save Tyler. And that's when Tyler realizes, oh, man, I messed up. I chose the wrong side. Yeah, so Tommy is basically able to convince Tyler. He's like, see, like, the foot doesn't care about you. Like, you need to get out of this. Yes. Which Tyler finally realizes, yeah, I, I messed up. So Tyler saved. Mm-hmm. We jump over to Rita being pissed off at Shredder because the powerless rangers were able to escape him. Shredder's mad at Rita because her monster lost to the turtle rangers. So they're kind of on the verge of breaking their truce. And Rita inquires if Shredder's allies from Dimension X can be of assistance, which he shuts down real quick. And he says, quote, their involvement comes with too heavy a price, which I'm like, what the heck does that mean? Who are they? <laughs> yeah, that, that's just something that we seriously need to know. Rather than turning on each other, Rita and Shredder decide to move forward with a more direct approach, which the next page we immediately hear rumbling. The yep. Technodrome pops out of Central Park along with two monster-sized Bebop and Rocksteady. And... She, Rita, instead of make my monsters grow, she get, says, make the mutants grow. Yeah. Make these mutants grow. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's so good. The Rangers are still unable to connect to their morphers. So it looks like there's only one option, Billy says, which Donnie gets extremely excited about. <laughs> Even more, if he's still fangirling, it's great. Danny is all of us right now. Right. Oh, so good. And Billy's basically saying, yeah, so, so much for giving you a tour. looks like we're giving you the keys because the next panel we get is the Megazord Megazord. coming through the streets of New York City towards Central Park, (laughs) manned by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Rangers. Yes. And I love the fact that uh, Raph is just like, Donnie, why aren't you driving this thing? And Donnie's just like. Don't look at me, Raph. You wanted red so badly. That makes you the driver. <laughs> Which I thought was so interesting because you do you do find out in the storyline that it's just Jason 
that's piloting like that actually does like the movement and stuff yes. for it. It's really interesting. Yep. Each of them do like a certain job, but actually piloting it overall is the Red Ranger's the job. Red Ranger. And that takes it to a close for the fourth issue, which brings us to the final incredible issue yes. of this crossover. So yeah, uh this issue five opens back up with the Megazord again, piloted by our turtle Rangers versus a giant rock steady and bebop. And uh, Mikey can't, can't help himself. He's narrating every step by step. And uh, you hear Leo go, Mikey, stop narrating. Just make sure we don't step on anyone. <laughs> and then Raph is enjoying himself. He's saying, Oh, I get it. It's like a button masher. I just hit a button and I hit a mutant. Such a turtle thing to say. <laughs> and I just got to say, in, in all of these panels, the Megazord just looks so good and so fresh so and clean. clean. Oh, Simone DeMeo is a powerhouse. It's so good. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> yes. Now, this next part is they, they see the Technodrome and... They say, Do you, should we go yo, Adrian, on this Technodrome? <laughs> uh, just another cool, reference. Cool callback. Cool mm-hmm. reference. Uh, they decide that in order to beat Bebop and Rocksteady, they need to call down the Power Sword, but instead Raph calls it the Mega Sword. Mega Sword. <laughs> the Mega Sword for the Mega Sword. Then after they get the sword, they're immediately hit by all these rockets, and the Mega Sword turns to look... And all you hear is foolish turtles. And then it just gets rocked by the leg of the dragon sword. Yes. We get a rematch of dragon sword versus Megazord. Yeah. Yes. I I will say I've never seen the dragon sword be able to lift its leg up that high. (laughs) You know what? That's true. (laughs) But apparently when the shredder is using it, it has the dexterity of a Pilates instructor. (laughs) He has Shredder's flexibility. Shredder's a martial artist, and so is Dragonzord. And of course, we also get Shredder with a faceplate on, still being able to play the dragon flute. Yes. Or the dragon dagger flute. I didn't realize that you get six dudes for both Go-Go Power Rangers and for the the Dragonzord call. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that until I saw it in words. Yeah, which <laughs> immediately starts the drill on the tail of the dragon sword, which I loved it every time it did that in the, yeah. in the show. And which immediately just wrecks the Megazord, which one of my favorite moments here is the fact that after it gets drilled, that it falls down and Mikey says, Where did all these sparks come from? <laughs> <laughs> because of course it's known in, in the, the show, show that anytime like they're hit by anything there's just sparks coming off rangers or sparks coming off the zord when the green ranger jumped into the megazord the when megazord. he was still evil and he beat up all of the rangers there were sparks coming out of the the suit or coming out of the megazord like crazy yep coming out of the megazord's chest, chest plate and mikey's right where did this come from <laughs> <laughs> Now, it looks like the Megazord is in some serious trouble, to which we then get to have some assistance come out of nowhere because Metalhead is coming into the battle, but not just a regular-sized Metalhead, but a giant Zord-sized Metalhead being piloted by the unmorphed Power Rangers, (laughs) which we were able to get this size Metalhead because of what, Z? Because of the miniaturizing ray that was 
that makes things small and big. Yes. It was all there. <laughs> it's so good. I just, I was laughing though, because uh, if you look at that panel again, some of them were standing, some of them were sitting. So in all of the chaos, they made Metalhead big and found ways to give him cockpit seats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, I loved this next part too, because this, this comic does a great job of kind of bringing things back that both the Rangers and the turtles have done in the past, but doesn't happen too often. And that's with the Megazord is trying to power up enough to use its, uh, it's trying to use its crown cannon, which is basically that, that horn point that's on the top of its head in order to use a blast. When it it did, it did it a few times in the show, but it's not very frequently used. It's not the main thing, but it has happened. Yeah. And in order to have the power to use it, Metalhead is able to transfer a bunch of energy over to the Megazord, which then it just unloads on the Dragonzord. All I had as my notes, Metalhead charged Megazord? Whoa. All caps. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, the Dragonzord is defeated. Shredder then requests Rita to teleport him away, and he actually has Stockman from the Technodrome attack the Megazord. So it starts to get electrocuted. And they're like, what do we need to do? And Zordon then contacts the Turtle Rangers saying that the Megazord possesses innate adaptive capabilities and can actually combine with Metalhead. Now, this moment is actually really important for the comics that are going on now because this is canon within those storylines that yep. the that Zords in general or Megazords have these abilities to connect to other Zords so it's not just like there's only one way to connect any of them into a Megazord. They are able to adapt and change and combine together. And it, that part is so cool because we just recently got to see the combination of two of the most well-known Zords in comics Yes, in the storyline right now. And if you don't want to know, because if you're not up to date on the comics, I'll say skip forward like 30 seconds, three Two, one, you've been warned. We got to see the freaking Dragon Zord merge with the White Tiger Zord. That one is so cool because we've already mentioned multiple times. My favorite ranger is the White Tiger Ranger. Yours is uh, your favorite Mighty Morphing is the Green Dragon Zord. And we finally got to see them together. That's something that we never thought we could get again. Yeah, it's so cool. And if you're like, wait, there's a Green Ranger and a White Ranger at the same time, read the comics. That's what I have to do also. Read (laughs) the comics. It's so cool what they're doing in that series. Anyway, we're back to this actual comic. And we get to see the Megazord merge with Metalhead to create the Turtle Megazord. Yes. (laughs) Another great graphic there where you've got... uh, essentially turtle megazord and that that design how they came up with that design i have no clue but they smashed it out of the park i love it i love it so much and then it then takes the power sword and slashes through the technodrome while saying power rangers turtle power yes yes i like that whole flash you you get the shadow of the turtle megazord and you just know that the Technodrome is done. Yeah. This battle is over with the with the Zords, but Shredder still has the Tommy's power coin. 
So of course they need to stop Shredder from having this connection to the morphing grid. And they are able, they learn about this kind of fail safe that Shredder has. He says that if he can't have all the power coins, then no one can, or he he'll limit the access they have. And so you find out that he has kind of taken the tech that he's used before, combined it with like, well, with Rita, and then she's going to use magic in order to hit the entire earth so that they're able to control who has access to the morphing grid and able to morph. Before they go, though, you find out that Donnie, Alpha, and Billy have found some way in order to reconnect the rangers to their morphers and power coins in order for them to morph again. They don't ever say why, like how they, they don't explain it, which I was kind of bummed. You just have to agree that three of the smartest, most technologically advanced brains came up with a solution, I guess. Yeah. It's literally two. It's like a panel and it's just like, we think we figured out a way, but it's a long shot. And then two panel, two pages later, the Rangers are there morphed again. And the turtles are there back in just their normal ninja garb. Yep. And at this point, of course, we get to have an awesome showdown. Rita's fighting against the turtles. I can't believe I get to say that in an actual sentence. <laughs> and, and like they're making fun of her. They're calling her a space witch, which she is. And then you've got the you've got the morphed rangers uh, fighting up Shredder. Just trying to get this trying to get the dragon coin back. We get to see Casey versus Goldar. Yes. <laughs> And then we get to show Tommy, who is there and has the same tech weapon that Shredder's been using, uses it on Shredder, which demorphs him. Tommy's able to pick up his morpher and say, boy, did I miss you. And we get to see this epic Dragon Zord call where this, like, what would you say, like, incorporeal, like, light show kind of uh, transformation? Yeah, it was, like, almost like... uh, out of body experience portrayal where you've got this big uh head almost like a bust of the green ranger um above where tommy is yelling out dragon zord and that that shot was is a highlight of mine as well when he finally gets to morph again yes and so now you have all all six of the morph rangers you have four ninja turtles ready to throw down and they're saying basically it's over shredder Shredder says, I'll die before I surrender to you, to which then Shredder is immediately encapsulated by magic from Rita. What's this? Yeah. And so she basically says, okay, you're going to take me to your Dimension X allies right now. And Shredder's like, this was your plan all along, wasn't it? And she basically like, of course it was. He just smirks and like, come on, what what do you think I was trying to do? Yeah, she's so like... They make Rita look young in this, but she's old. She's she's Trixie. <laughs> she gets her ways. She's a space witch. Yep. And at that point, uh, they are then kind of whisked away to Dimension X. Which they need to answer sometime. We got to figure out what this Dimension X is. We got to explore Dimension X with Rita as, they, as she discovers what Shredder's been up to. Yeah. Like, it, obviously... If you know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know that there's a lot to do with Dimension X. That's where Krang is from. 
there's just so much that comes from that place. So it'll be really interesting to see which allies Shredder was actually talking to and, and what that kind of means moving forward. But I love the fact that Leo and Jason have this conversation and they're just like, just, just once, I wish they wouldn't get away. Jason <laughs> replies, I know what you mean, but either way, a victory is a victory. Yes. And th- that's just kind of like rounds out the whole story. You have all of the Rangers that we mentioned, their pair-ups before they're talking again. Uh, we'll, we'll fast forward through this. I, I know you wanted to talk about the pizza one, so Z, if you want to hit that real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, in issue three, you've got Zach and Mikey talking about the pizza, and they bring it back. They have this grasshopper onion anchovy pizza, I think banana pepper pizza or something. And Zach throws out he's going to share that with Ernie, and they're going to serve it at, at the juice bar, call it the Michelangelo. I thought that was great. <laughs> such a nice touch. If if at some point in the regular Mighty Morphin or in the Power Ranger comics storyline, if they go to the juice bar and someone orders the Michelangelo pizza, I'll be so happy. Oh, it's on. <laughs> so good. And then so you you have everything kind of winding down. Uh, Tommy invites Tyler to come back to Angel Grove, to which he declines and says he's actually going to stay with the other foot that have left the foot clan and they're actually going to be training under Casey Jones, which I thought was a great panel. Casey's like, no, I don't worry. I'll take care of him here. Yeah. I, I, I really like that. And of course, to finish off this amazing <laughs> series, we get Raph calling out Tommy for one last rematch. Hold on. To- hold on. We're about even. How about we, we settled a score right, right here, right now. <laughs> and so everyone else just kind of looks on. I love that the panel before you show them fighting with Tommy morphed, there's just the panel right above it. There's just this flash of green on everyone. Yes. And then you get just to see Raph and Tommy just jumping towards each other with Raph saying Kawabunga and Tommy doing his iconic. Kya. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, of course he had Mikey He goes, I'm going to make some popcorn for this. because he says it's going to be more phenomenal yes (laughs) and that is the end of the five issue mini series for the mighty morphin power rangers tmnt oh man this was so much fun um not sure if we portrayed enough fun (laughs) i don't know if we portrayed the, the fun that we had with this with this comic run I think we got the point across <laughs> that we enjoyed this comic book. It was it was so great. Let me uh, I I gotta throw this out there, but it was so great that uh, when we reread this at the start of pandemic, you and I went back and forth and essentially developed our own set of Turtle Ranger cards that would go alongside the Heroes of the Grid game. Just for house rules of fun, you know, mm-hmm. just for things that we that we wanted to do, and uh, we based it off the Turtle Rangers and had some great artwork for it. It was it was a fun process to to pass the quarantine time, uh, but this is just how much we loved these Rangers. We we had to incorporate them somehow into this game. Yeah, because if you if you like board games, if you like Power Rangers, you need to play Heroes of the Grid. It is such a good play mechanic. It's so much fun. And uh, like Z said, we were able to make our own custom Rangers. We we were able to get art and someone was able to make them for us and we were able to print them off. And so we use them in our in our own games at home. And it's just so much fun. 
And uh, I strongly suggest anyone buy that game because it's a blast. And there's so many expansions. So if you have a favorite Ranger team, there's something for you. And if it's not there yet, I'm sure they're making it because they haven't stopped with expansions. They keep taking all of our money. All of it. It's so much of my money. <laughs> I have so many expansions. It's ridiculous. Now, uh, we're we're going to talk about what we a few things like we, we want to see in a sequel series because it, it is clearly it ends with a setup of Rita and Shredder going to Dimension X. They're going to get allies or support. Something's going to happen and they're going to come back. And so I have like a, a little skit. Uh, of something I would like to see in the sequel. And uh, Z is going to be uh, playing Tommy in the scenario, and I'm going to be playing uh, Mikey and Raph. Scene. Mikey begins to inspect Tommy's new white suit. There's something different about you. Mikey narrows his eyes. Well, yeah, I, I got a new suit. You got a problem with the color green? No, no, the green powers just ran out. Funny. Looks like everyone else's original colors are still going strong. You sure it's not because I took you out last time? You didn't really beat me. Really? Because it looks like you're waving a giant white flag with your entire body right now. (laughs) (laughs) So if that's not in the comic, I will be gravely disappointed. (laughs) Oh, it's just so much fun. Like, just to think about kind of what's coming. And Z, for you, what are some things that you would want to see from the sequel series? I would love to see, um, the of course, the skit that we acted out. White Ranger Tommy leading in this new group, uh, his new group of, uh, of Power Rangers. We know that by the time Tommy turns into the White Ranger, it's now uh, Aisha, Rocky, and Adam. So I want to see what their dynamic is going to be like and how they explain what happened to Trini, Jason, and Zach to the Turtles. And then uh, a little bit more shenanigans where we get more panels of the Turtle Rangers, maybe piloting the new uh, the new Thunder Megazord. But then the, pa- the six Power Rangers demorphed, but in their cloth ninja outfits from the series... Yeah, if that if that makes sense. Yeah, um, and they're different colors with the Falcon Zord emblem and mm-hmm. the the Frog emblem and the ape, all of those. That would be great to see. And and then, uh, just some sort of matchup or some sort of either conversation or side by side of Zordon and our Dimension X, uh, uh resident Krang. Mm-hmm. And someone make a make a comment about them being this this um, dismembered heads. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd be so Just talking, good. That'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I think it would be really interesting that if if it was like the Shogun version of the Rangers, and so Ooh. like you said, like they get the ninja costumes, and that that's a way they could kind of play into it. It's like they liked what they learned from from Splinter, and they wanted to keep that ninja aspect in their storyline, and so they were able to use the suits in that way. I think that would be really interesting. They really embodied the whole, it's not the powers that made us the Rangers, it's what we had inside. Yeah. And and I just, I personally like the Shogun Megazord way better than the Thunder Megazord. I think the Thunder (laughs) Megazord looks like not, I'll I'll just say not good. I, (laughs) I don't like it. Uh, I like like the individuals or individual zords of it better than that. 
I I could see that I could see that the Shogun Zords matching better because weren't the Shogun Zords the one that they they piloted telepathically, so they would do the motions outside of the Zords. Probably it's been a and while the, since I saw that 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 yeah. season, but I, I think it'd be interesting because so we have Rita and Shredder off in Dimension X, and so there's kind of a power vacuum that needs to be filled, and I think that would be a cool way of them showing that Lord Zed has come into play Ooh. and he is around going against the, the Rangers. And then let's see for the turtles who, who would we want to fill that power vacuum of shredder? I, I don't know just yet, but I can't get my mind off of Mikey going, why is this guy inside out? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, rat, rat King. Um, there's just so many like different mutants. The mutant gallery is great. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and yeah, there's there's so many cool things that they could do. Uh, I I think, but of course, we're talking like it's Dimension X. We're, we are expecting Crane to show up in this next, uh, like in this sequel. I'm praying that we actually get it because I feel like it's yeah. been so long. I like clearly there were plans for it, but I don't know if it like how close into the works it is because we just recently got the release of the power ranger Godzilla crossover. Yes. Uh, that I am desperate to read, but my local shop didn't get their shipment. And so I haven't been able to read it yet. And I'm dying inside because I need to read it immediately <laughs> because it's written by Colin Bunn, who I absolutely adore as, as just a creator and a person in general. And the artist for the series is, Oh, is so good. He's the same artist that did the Thundercats He-Man crossover. Yep. So it, it's Freddie Williams the second, and oh my gosh, his art is so freaking cool. It's it's this. I don't even know how to describe it. it, it it's kind of like that uh, when I was like growing up, and I would have do like coloring. I always like doing like the darker colors of the color I'm doing on the outside and then fill it in with a lighter version of the color on the inside. And that's kind of what we get with some of his art. And it, like, I'm not saying that I colored like this person because <laughs> wow, there's so much talent, but like just his art style is unique, iconic. And as soon as you see his work, you say, Oh my, yeah, that's, that's Freddie Williams. Like it's him. That's Freddie Williams. It's him. I need it. I need to add it to my pull list. Well, we, we've kind of talked a lot about this series. Is there any last thoughts, ideas, concepts that you had that you want to mention? We've said it multiple times. Just if you haven't read this yet, you've you've got to take some time to read it. Uh, it's only five issues. We've read it over and over again. And yeah, we went through the synopsis, but just appreciating the art of it. And actually getting to see the details and in, in the paneling has been has been a lot of fun. I want to see more of the the turtle weapons and uh just have or the turtle ranger weapons and see them u- use it more. I want to see more capabilities of Donnie's uh power staff, because Donnie's my guy. And um maybe see some enhancements on April's Pink Ranger. I think that one was just a little bit of a all right, she just got Kimberly's powers without a skirt. You know, they, they they could have gotten they could have done something a little different with her. Yeah, we'll we'll see if they if they kind of mix things up anymore. Ooh, 
they got to do something with Casey. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Give him some sort of uh, some sort of ability. Yeah. Well, what if it just takes too? They take way too long with doing the crossover, and they jump it to Zio. Ooh, you could do Casey of Triforia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for all of it. Bring it all. I I will read anything that is related to Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers. So yes, just just yes. I just give it to me. Give all just, of just give us all the things. All of the things. That's all we're asking. All of it. <laughs> Now, Z, I wanted to point out something too. Is aside from me and Chris, you now hold the record for the most recordings for this oh. podcast. Wow, uh, I'm I'm honored. I was uh, excited to do this, and I was telling people that I'm I'm jumping back on here. I didn't realize that I'm the the third most uh, uh, featured. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on here. Of course, it's always a blast. So you you have appeared three times now. We have we've had a couple other guests that have popped up twice, but you, you hold the crown at the moment. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I look. I always look forward to these. Uh, I carve out time in my in my calendar, which uh, you, you understand. We we try to meet up for game nights. We try to meet up for just nerdy stuff, and both of our schedules are pretty opposite of each other. But getting to do this with you guys is uh, is a lot of fun. So thank you for having me. I'm sure we'll do more. Of course. It's time to close the book on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. So until next time, this is Lance. And this is Zion. Reminding you that just like our love for George Perez and his career, the crossovers are infinite. We're gonna have to go quick. I'm excited. This, yes, <laughs> me too. If we talked about everything we wanted, this thing would be like four hours long. <laughs>